This is Lost in the Groove. And I'm Mike. I'm Dave. We hippies have come together to spark change. So together, we give you our society and culture podcast. So with that, let's get funky and let the intro music play, baby. So today is the start of a new season. Uh, this is season five, and it's the start of the miniseries, uh, which will be covering LGBTQ, the community, and so much more. So to start all of that, we want to start with the trans community, and we have Amber here, uh, which is going to be our special guest. Take us through the journey, kind of explain what we're missing out, and the bigger picture. I mean, that, that's a really, really wide, you know, uh, net that you just cast. So let me see if I can boil this down. My name is Amber Rose Washington. I'm an author of, uh, it was a best-selling book called Hiding from Myself uh, that was embraced by the LGBTQ community and uh, the cisgender community. Uh, it's more of, it was actually written for other people so that they can understand what it is to be trans. No one's going to understand what it is to be trans, but to give them an idea and to dispel some of the mythology and the misinformation and the disinformation that exists out there, uh, which is now more than ever running rampant in society. And I'll tell you a little bit about my history and then what I want to do if you don't mind, I'd love to, to turn the conversation into why is it people are, why do, I have a term that I use, why do they get diarrhea of the brain when they think about people like this? And like, it can't happen when we see in the natural world, so many variations of, of sexual characteristics and birth anomalies. There's over 120 thousand different types of birth anomalies that affect, you know, countless billions of people on the planet. And they're okay with all those things. But when you start to insert gender or sex into it, they, you know, they, they have a cow, they, they can't figure it out. They can't just wrap their heads around it properly. And interesting statistic, by the way, Little children, infants get leukemia every day in the hospital. They're born with leukemia and it's such a sad, sad disease. Doctors to this very day don't understand why one child will get it and another won't because cancer is such a complicated mess to try to figure out. We know more about what causes me to be this way than we do about what causes an infant to get leukemia. How's that for science? You know, because they're always the first to say, follow the science. Science doesn't lie. X, 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 Y. Right. But the reality is, is X, X and X, Y that we all, well, some of us learned in the sixth grade is just the beginning of the conversation of a much larger conversation because Yale University several years ago found that they were wrong with their, their perception of, of teaching rudimentary biology by stating that XX and XY are, those chromosomes are alone responsible for creating a male or a female or anything in between for that matter. 
they they found that they were actually incorrect. And this goes back years, but yet right. p- people still parrot these these horrible things that you'll hear from you know people like oh god I don't even want to give him credit Ben Shapiro and these wackos out there Alex Jones and and such that say horrible things about about people like me and they don't even know what causes it and I I, I, I think I, I think something which I found personally like I'm a part of the LGBT community and a side that mm-hmm. I always see from people is well this has not existed. You know, I'm talking about, for example, from that perspective of like, well, I was raised in a community where, well, there's all heterosexuals. It's all cis. So you mean to tell me that what you're doing is considered normal? And the thing is, what is normal? We Correct. as humans create this idea of like, okay, that's normal. But it's not to some people. To some, yes. To some others are not. So there's that perspective there that, that scale that you can pull up and down depending on where you want it to favor and what i tell them is because i grew up in a town that had more deer than people you know which doesn't say much for the population when of who they had conversations with um <laughs> but what i would say to them is define normal there is no such thing as normal because what metric are you basing it upon i don't think there's a normal individual that's ever been born on planet earth because there's there's all sorts of anomalies that happen to each and every single person based on their genotype, you know, different genetic anomalies, you know, even the environment they grow up in, for example, those, all of those things together um, create some something that's just diametrically against that word normal, you know, it, it's a misnomer. And just like transgender is actually a misnomer. I am an advocate for getting rid of that word altogether because we don't change our gender. It, it's sort of weird. Transgender, trans meaning to cross over, gender, right? And, and the, the gender, we all have heard of the gender binary, which was created actually in the early 1800s by the in late 1700s, early 1800s by the colonialists. They didn't, you know, to your point, you know, this is something new, they think, but it's been around forever since humanity has begun. And we have the two spirit of the North, Central and South Americas. We have the shaman of the Middle East and of the Africas. And in Asia, we have have the Kahui. There's so many different variations of it. Where we're getting sort of hung up now is that we're defining, oh, there's 59 genders or there's this. And every year we add a new word or a new thing. But the reality is we're like the light spectrum, infrared to ultraviolet. We encompass everything in between those two points. And it's infinite, sort of like binary is zero and one. There's infinite amount of numbers between zero and one. So what we need to do as a community is stop trying to define, well, there's, let me see, 14, 53 genders. No, there's an infinite number when you think about it. The problem is, is we're stuck in this part where we have to advocate for each other because we're being discriminated against. And when you think of trans women, trans women of color particularly, we're the most marginalized group of people on planet Earth right now more than any other demographic. And it's sad. 
because I had no say in this. I would never want to be like this. Some people actually think, oh, do you enjoy it? Do you get off on it? No, I hate being like this. I, in a million years, I wouldn't wish this upon my worst enemy. Yeah. And they say, well, when did you know? I said, honestly, read my book. I, I knew by the time I was three. No, that's impossible. You can't know that stuff until you're in puberty. That See, you're this. I said, well, wait a minute, John. This is a guy named John. I was having, he's in, uh, on a West Coast uh, radio station. I said, John, listen, if that's true, then when did you find out you were a boy? Were you 14, 15, 27 in your mother's basement? When, when did you exactly figure out you were a boy? You knew innately, subconsciously that you were a boy by the time you were three, four, five, six years old, because that's called the ages of articulation and every human goes through it. Yeah. It's just the vast majority. It's, it's subconscious for someone like me. It's very conscious. And to take the, the mythology away, I say this and then I'll shut up. <laughs> if you think about the majority of people that we call haters, they always try to tie it to our genitals. The bathroom debate is based on genitals. They are, they are so, I hate using this word because it's overused, ignorant to what we are that they insert their own mythology in here. I was three years old. I had no flipping idea. I don't know if we're allowed to swear. You can swear I, as much as you like. This I had no, I'm from New York. I had no fucking idea what a penis was, nor did I know what a vagina was, nor what they were used for, right? I knew I had a piece sometimes, but I didn't even understand the flap of skin that I used to have that I no longer have, right? So it was really, it was really not connected to my genitals whatsoever. It was an innate sense of self. And that's why the neurological studies and the studies in genomics have proved that trans women, trans men, you know, have a physical brain structure, which started in the second trimester of pregnancy that caused us to be this way. Yeah. And it's, it starts with the the frontal lobe, the, the thick cortical, there's a cortical region of the brain. And women, cis women and trans women seem to have a very thick cortical lining. But if you're a man, if you're a male, or even a, or even a trans male, they found that the cortical thickness was extremely thin in those people. And then it just gets wilder and wilder after that. Not to yeah. mention the 19 different genetic markers that they found that could be ultimately responsible for creating this mess in gestation in the first place. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I had, you know, years back when I was figuring out my sexuality, I had a very hard time understanding trans. Uh, and I remember I met somebody, his name was Henry and mm -hmm. we hung out. And I remember I was looking at pictures of him when he was younger. Yeah. And I just, I didn't see a girl. I, I, saw, uh, I saw a boy the entire mm. childhood, and I talked to him about it, and I said to him, I said, like, can you explain this? And he said to me, he said, that's who I've been my whole life. I've always been Henry. And yeah. You kind of put the pieces in your head, and you say to yourself, it's not like this whole, like, oh, my God, I want tits and... It's, they've always been a boy. 
They've always yeah. been a girl. It, it's just people need to open up and actually see it for themselves. Yeah. And the gross people in the world, they do. They make it about tits and ass and vaginas and blah, 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 and sex. And quite honestly, sure, I, I, I have all of the parts that I'm supposed to have, but I don't think about them any more than any other woman on the world. You know, most every most every woman that you run into when you start saying, oh, do you feel your tits all the time? And it, they get gross and disgusting. I ne- that's never even crossed my mind. Like these are all gross commentaries that we hear from what I call the haters and the ignorant of the world. They have no conception or idea, you know, and, and my job you know, and, and I've talked to, I've been blessed over the past year and a half since my book went number two. And I've talked to no less than, I think I'm up to about 12.5 million people between TV, radio, and podcasting. And it's it's been wonderful because I've reached people in other countries and been able to speak to them in such a way and say and create a message for them that they've not heard in quite the way I've explained it. And the reality of, of anybody that's LGBTQ is that we've grown up in a society that originated in polytheism some 16,000 years ago. Polytheism lasted 15,000 years. That's five times as long as the current monotheistic era that we're in. But one thing has always been prevalent throughout all of those ages, whether it be polytheism or monotheism. And that is that we've lived in a patriarchy. And within that patriarchy, we've created this cis-heterosexual, cisgender heterosexual normative culture that sees anything in a guy that's effeminate as being weak. Like if you were a boy and you played football in the field and you didn't do so well, the boys would tease you and say, you're playing like a girl. So in our society, we have this way of dragging women down. Like they're not as good as guys. And, and it all stems. Wasn't always like this. I mean, you know, you mentioned about history. Think about the Romans. Um, (laughs) Prostitutes were considered royalty. Uh, I remember watching a documentary. Mike, I don't know if you know this. They had villas in Pompeii, luxury villas for prostitutes yes. in Pompeii. They did. Lovely. Yeah. They did. But it was, it was still a matter of sexualization. Okay. So the point I'm getting to is, and you're correct in, in what you said, and historically you're correct. And what I'm trying to get to is what, causes the majority of people to lose their shit over somebody like myself or anybody that's trans or that doesn't fit that cis cisgender heteronormative you know mindset do your do your listeners know what cisgender means uh mike what do you let's, what do you, let's just not. define it right here and yeah in, i mean we, we have a demographic yeah so let's just not. say cisgender c-i-s gender all it means is cis means on the same side of, that's what that prefix means, gender. So on the same side of gender, you were born a boy and everything's honky-dory, two thumbs up. You were born a girl, honky-dory, everything is two thumbs up. Transgender, 
which is a misnomer in my my words, but being born trans, you're born incongruent. Okay, there's something called incongruency. And that's between the brain and the body. Now there's a lot of people and they happen to be falling. And this is so bizarre, because I hate saying this, because it makes me sound like a, a political pundit or something. But I've done my research. The vast majority of people that defy that the trans existence is real that say no it's not that it's a mental illness or it's this or it's that are usually conservative republican style people that um that usually have a very large evangelical base because the reality is is that religion itself and there's 4200 religions on planet earth religion itself seems to be one of the major cause factors in the in the ignorance and the the discrimination and um, repression uh, and oppression of people that are gay, trans, non-binary, you name it, right? And they're the first ones to state. To state, you're not going to see. It's so weird how we've become a political talking point. But it, it is kind of funny, you know, Democrats and liberals will stick by your side for the most part, but anybody on the other side for some stupid reason in this weird universe we live in is the opposite. The, they get hung up on words like, oh, what's with all these pronouns now, like they and them, and that's a plural word. And when you do the etymology of those words, you find out that them, for example, it, it has its origins in the 14th century. And it was singular. The word was singular and plural. The same thing with the word they was singular and plural. It wasn't until the mid 1800s when people started to, certain scholars started to say, well, let's slow this train down. This should only be plural because it's too confusing. And then when the LGBTQ came around and said, well, gee, how do we how exactly do we explain somebody that falls, you know, neither male nor female or both or somewhere in the middle? How do we define them? Right. And there I go. I just used that word. They say, we don't use those words. Why are you making us use those words? And I say, you use them every day. Somebody, le- somebody left their sunglasses here. Did you hear? I just said there. <laughs> Somebody left their sunglasses here. I hope they come and get them soon because I wouldn't want them to be without them all day. In that sentence all by itself, which is a very benign sentence that we've probably heard a billion times if someone left their glasses or something behind, we say it every day. But they're so hung up on on the discourse and and actually don't realize they actually enjoy being discriminatory against us that they don't realize that they're using those words every single day that they're yelling at. It's so bizarre. Have you guys witnessed that? Yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It, it is. I feel like um, the labeling has been kind of an issue. I, I understand that uh, there are certain ways people want to be addressed and that should be respected. To, to your question, as you've been thinking uh, or ha- have been talking about, you know, why uh, out of a large group of people, some that cannot feel um, as comfortable with these, um, with the changes that are going on in society, 
Um, I'm, I'm particularly curious about what you said about Yale University based on um, what we understood yeah. f- uh, for determining um, male or female chromosomes. To, yes. d- did they ever correct that? And what was the correction? So what they found is just like anything, like if you listen to depending on the news station you listen to, you hear people state inaccuracies like the CDC just changed their whole directive in, in their statements on, on, on coronavirus. Look at they just changed the whole narrative. How dare they? They don't know what they're doing. But that's what we do in science. When we learn new information, we get rid of the old information and we put in the new information, sort of like Pluto is no longer a planet, Right. Right. Sort of like the earth is not the center of the universe, right? And it's not the center of our solar system and that the sun doesn't revolve around us. We revolve around it. There's millions, just countless millions of, of iterations of things that we've done in science where we, we, we up our knowledge base and that's from learning. And when we learn something new, we replace the old information with the new. The problem with the people that are complaining they have a very difficult time replacing what they've learned with something new because something new must be must be connected to some political agenda and that's just that false absolutely false the only reason and i tell them this i had a woman argue with me the other day i said she goes what is why did we have to talk about trans people all the time and this woman on jeopardy and blah 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 i'm so sick and tired of it let's just have people 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 i said listen it's that very attitude is why you're seeing it in the first place. If we did not have to advocate for people that are being discriminated against, repressed, profiled, bullied, verbally assaulted, physically assaulted, threatened with death, and even murdered just because of the way they were born, we wouldn't have to say this to people all over the place all the time. We're bringing awareness to a very marginalized subset of our culture. And you're complaining about it because... It's bothering you, but the reality is it's the very thought process that you have in the first place that is the causality as to why it was birthed into this universe in the first place. The only reason you're hearing about it is because you're upset about it. You know, if you take that backwards and hit the rewind button, it makes sense because if we didn't have discrimination, we wouldn't have to advocate and we wouldn't need all these labels. People would just be people because yeah. everyone would be accepted. It's crazy. See what it, I mean? Yeah. I, you know, like <clears throat> I, I can totally relate. I, if I told you the, the countless amount of conversations I've had with people and they're like, you're gay, but you don't, you don't act gay. And I'm like, what, what is that? What does that even mean? And they're like, well, you're wearing jeans and a t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, I wear jeans and a t-shirt. I'm like, you're gay. And I'm like, yeah. What are you what are you supposed to be wearing? <laughs> because because people have this this idea of like gay means that like you know you wear the short shorts, the crop top, you talk like this, like you oh my god. Like, oh my god. What the you but know, it's, it's not it's not reality. It's just not reality. And then people have this idea of them like well you're so far away from me. Like you cannot relate with me and it's like I can relate with you. Yeah. Cuz we're the same. Of the course. O- the only thing that makes me different is who I am as a person, which doesn't affect you at all in no exactly. shape or form. 
It's just people do not know how to look behind the glass. This is the problem. And we've done that to people, people throughout the ages. And if we want to get technical, let's not even take it back too far. Let's go pre-1965. We did it with people that are black. We do it with people that are Asian. We do it with people that Native are Native Americans. Native Americans. Listen, when I went to school, I didn't learn. I learned we had pilgrims and we had a party and we had this re- this revolutionary war and we we escaped prose- you know, persecution in, in, in England and we had this wonderful new land that was all ours. And then we put our presidents up on a mountain called Mount Vernon, which was also a sacred Indian territory that we stole from them. And we happened to kill 4.5 million of them just so we could take over their land. We were no different than anyone else. But going back to Mike's question, because I do not want to forget about it, because I'll get all ADD on you. Yale University has a place called the Yale Center for Genomic Analysis. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. The Yale Center for Genomic Analysis, where they study genomics, which is the study of genes and chromosomes and everything else. And off the top of my head, I can't remember her name. I think it was Sarah Richardson. God, I say that and there she is. Look her up sometimes. She's from Harvard University. If you look up Harvard University and Yale University both, you'll see that they talk about how, you know, the the whole idea of XX and XY should be the beginning of a conversation and that they had the wrong idea of what it was when they started teaching about it, sort of like autism. When they started talking about autism at first, it was sort of a binary. You either have on or off, right? And then we found out, well, then there's Asperger's. And then we said, well, wait a minute. It's not just that either. It seems to be this whole spectrum from A to Z, right? So, So even the whole definition of that you know, autism became something known as spectrum disorder instead of just autism, right? So when we look at the world of genomics, we've learned that it's not just those chromosomes alone, but there's a whole host of things that are happening in the body um, during gestation and after birth that are still developing that create that human being there is no perfect human being that's a misnomer as well but you know um when you think about that and you think about the medical college of georgia at augusta i believe that's where it was was another um huge research that was conducted on neurology that showed the different regions of the brain that seemed to be connected to this and i don't need all the science to tell me who I am, I already know. We're sort of teaching them at this point, and we know who we are. And a lot of times people will say, well, we know that kid has leukemia, and, and, and you won't even bat an eyelash. Holy shit, that poor kid has leukemia. But, and you'll, you'll say it, but then you'll look at someone that's trans and say, that can't, that can't possibly happen. <laughs> it's so bizarre. You know, you, we have causality that's starting to come up through the sciences, medical sciences, to, to prove that what we've been saying all along is the truth. And yet they still don't know what causes that leukemia in that little child, but they're more able to embrace that than this. And it's, it's sad because in my book, I speak about how I was almost given two exorcisms 
because obviously, you know, David, I have a demon in me because I'm trans. So I, I, you know, I must have a demon in me. Now, it wasn't done by my family. My family was loving. I came out to my mom when I was four years old. During I was brought up a Catholic. And we would say our prayers at the bed. And after the last prayer that we said, my mom said, now say something to God. And I didn't know what to say. I was four years old. What the hell do you say to this thing? I don't know. So she helped me along. And she says, now ask God any question you want. I said, okay. And I leaned up against the bed. I put my hands over my face. I said, God, please fix me by morning. And my mom laid me down in bed and she said, oh, honey, are you okay? What's the matter? Do you have a fever? She felt my head. I said, no. And I started crying. And I asked her the following question. And she had to remind me of this years later. And and it's all in my diaries, which became my book. And I said, Mom, am, am I a girl and a boy? Now, she was really dumbfounded by this. She was a nurse. And she said, no, why would you say that? You're just my handsome little boy. And I started crying louder. And what it turned out to be is, you know, I saw my sister who was able to get her hair to grow long. And I was always getting crew cuts. Why do they cut my hair and not hers? Why does she get to wear dresses and I don't? Why does she get to go to the ballet and I don't? Why is... Why is she being treated differently than I am, right? I didn't know anything about sex. I didn't know anything about genitals. I didn't know anything. All I knew is that I was not being treated the way that Colleen, my sister, innately knew she was. I was being treated the, the polar opposite of her for some reason. And I was very upset, you know, dare I say pissed off at four years old. Because by the time I was three, I was already going... Ugh, something isn't right here. Because, you know, of course, when you're three, you've already had several haircuts and everything else. Something wasn't right. I didn't know what society was yet. There was no societal influence. The, the church sure as hell didn't influence me. <laughs> um, but yet here I grow up that, you know, my one of my aunts tries to get me an exorcist with a priest. She actually convinces a priest to have an exorcism performed on me. And, and I, I blew my top. I just said, I, I, I just can't anymore. The, the mythology that you guys follow. No, you're an abomination to God. Oh, really? Yes, you're sinning against God. I said, all right, listen, I studied theology for 37 years. I want, and, and not because I'm religious, but because I wanted to prove, you know, be able to tell people what's wrong with them in order to show them that I'm just a regular person. Turns out that out of all the 4,200 religions, there's not a single religious text that exists anywhere on the planet that even remotely speaks about somebody that's trans, save one book. There's one book in one chapter that talks about a trans person. And I, and I was like, ugh, I found one. Damn it. Do you know what book that was? It was the book of Genesis and people yeah. freaked out when I did this because I said, how was Eve created in that parable? A parable being, you know, a fable, right? But a lot of people think Adam and Eve really happened, but all right, whatever. That's a different story, <laughs> you know, get a couch. Um, but, you know, Adam and Eve, Adam 
Eve was created from the rib of Adam. So she was a genetic clone of Adam. I don't, I don't know if you know this. Um, I happen to, I'm Jewish. And yeah. remember, we were learning in the Talmud, it speaks that there was a, another version of <clears throat> Chava. Um, in Hebrew, it's called Chava. Chava, I know. Uh, yes, yeah. I studied that too, yeah. So the first version of her was behind his head. So there was two faces on one head. Correct. So yeah. I remember I went to a class. He was a gay member, and he was talking about this. He said, if you look in the Bible, if you look in the, the Old Testament, you could see the story of a man and a woman on the same body. Same body. On the same body. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely correct. So when you, when you see, a, you know, the book of Genesis was revamped several times over. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, you go back to the Torah and you go to the Jewish texts that were constructed before the Torah and a lot of the different codexes that existed, you start to see that, you know, I ask people all the time and let's pick on Mike, Mike. So we're talking, we're going to start easy with you, you know, because I don't know what you know about religion. So we'll make the first questions like super easy. Like this one's worth $1. Who was the first woman on earth? Go. Eve? No. <laughs> so Adam's first wife, there was no first woman, by the way, because there were different tribes, but Adam's first wife was actually Lilith. Lilith was the first wife, but she was she was um, taken out of the, the Old Testament because she didn't fare well for for the narrative that they were going for. So Lilith... If you look this up, um, I don't say anything that can't, can't get fact-checked, by the Satan, way. Just, yeah, it's, just it's Satan's wife. Yeah. So she became a Jezebel. She became the first succubus, if you think about it. Because what she did is she cheated on Adam and used to go to the other tribes and have sex. So what we hear here, and, and, and it never happened because obviously it's all a fable, but it's a fable from the mind of an insecure man. Because what do men do? They get very insecure about their pretty woman having sex with some other guy. You know, she, why is she getting dolled up today? Oh, she must, she's a sexual creature. She must want to do that. You know, it, it's so backwards. Guys are actually the aggressive ones because testosterone, I can tell you, I grew up with, with white male privilege. I'm not ashamed to say that. I grew up with that. I had no choice, right? And Coming away from that, I can clearly see that white male privilege absolutely exists because I came from it. I was able to see that because I had to cross a divide. The only reason I had to cross a divide is because society is shitty and I was too scared to come out. The reason I didn't come out until I was older, um, come out meaning transition, until I was older was because of one comment that somebody said in my hometown. I started to try to tell them because by the time I was eight years old, a lot of my friends already knew there was no word called transgender back then, but they, I told them some of them, my closest friends that I wasn't really a boy and especially the girls embraced it. They understood my first boyfriend. He accepted it. He thought I was gay. And then I said, I'm not gay. And then he said he didn't get it. And he laughed at me. So I had stormed out of his house 
And he ran down the street after me. He hugged me, said, I'm so sorry. Come back, come back. And and then I explained. And he goes, are you like that person on Phil Donahue that's from England, the, the transsexual? I said, yeah, that, that's like me. And I was crying my eyes out. And he says, I am so sorry. I I I I actually understood that whole episode and and I am so sorry. So he gives me a hug and he then he gives me what would be my first kiss from him. I thought it was just wonderful. What a wonderful moment that in the 80s that somebody could actually understand this, you know? So you know, you you fast forward a little bit and you see that me coming out later in life is because one individual said to me when I was trying to tell them in an, in a, in a discreet way. So what do you think about trans people? And he looks at me and he says, why do you want to talk about that shit? And I said, well, I'm just curious. I I'm curious about the whole thing. He goes, don't be. And this is what he says. Those MFers, they need to be gathered up, but we don't need to ship them to some Island. You know what we should do? I said, I don't know. You're scaring me. What, what, what should we do to them? We should pour gas on them and burn them alive. And from that day on, I was scared shitless to come out of the closet because of that person. I said, why would you say such a thing? Because they are going against God, against Jesus Christ. And that is the sickest of, of anything. And if you burn them, they're used to it anyway, because they are already in the pits of hell. And I was just like, holy crap, I am, that shell shocked me because I've been teaching everybody ever since that there is no such place as hell. I mean, you're Jewish, right, David? So, you know, there's shoal underneath the, underneath the ground where you I, go until the Messiah comes, right? Yeah, I, I, I can kind of relate. I mean, you know, it took me a while to come out and my brother, he's very religious. Um, he found out. And the way that he reacted was, well, you need conversion therapy. I said to him, I said, why? And he says, because this is a mental illness. And then he compared me to a person who's addicted to drugs. Yeah. And I said to myself, you know, it's not his problem. The problem is, is that he does not want to open up his eyes and realize he chose his life. I chose mine. I don't agree with his life. He doesn't agree with me either. But here's the thing. I'll put up with him because he's my family. I care about him. and It doesn't matter. But he can't see it the other way. And they can't. Yeah, they, they can't don't, see it the other because way. Because they don't want to. But, you you know, just to figure you out a little bit further, you know, what I tell people is that there is no choice. I am not, my humanity is not up for debate. I am not somebody you agree with or disagree with, and I am not somebody that you either have an opinion about or not about because of my humanity. Maybe based on something I did or something I'm doing, or maybe based on my political leanings or my, you know, my economic leanings or, or whatever, or my religious leanings, you know, me being agnostic. You can, you can judge me on those things and you can have an opinion about me, but what you cannot do is have an opinion or a friggin' debate over my humanity, just like they shouldn't with you. Because you don't wake up every morning and say, gee, should I be gay today or should I be something else? Do you? No. No, of I, course I you don't. Do, I do not <laughs> want to look back at that other person. I am Yeah, it's just, very, it's just, I'm very it's, happy with who I am. Yes, you are who you are. 
and and you know and people need to start understanding that that it's not something that you just come up with because listen there's not a person in the world that would want to go through the wrong puberty the first time i went through two puberties and one of the few that actually get to do it the first puberty was hell for me and i had to go through it the whole goddamn thing I used to be, and you have heard me before, because I used to do national radio spots, voiceover spots. I had a voice deeper than Darth Vader, and I used to announce concerts. If you've heard of concert spots where they said, coming to the arena this Saturday, you know, with the very deep voice, I did a lot of those. That was me sometimes, depending on the city that you're in. And you know, I was in the music business for 30 years and in Hollywood, I, you know, I worked for a lot of different places and, you know, going through the wrong puberty and then having to go through all the pain of electrolysis and, you know, reconstructive surgery. I didn't have any facial surgery. You know, I, I sort of did this, you know, because insurance won't cover it and it's too much money. And I just said, you know what? I am who I am. And I don't need plastic to fix that. You know, um, the estrogen fixed me up upstairs. It fixed everything else. And I was actually, for 25 years, I had a very rare blood cancer called polycythemia vera. When I started to transition and the testosterone was removed from my body, like my part, my, my testosterone is like, I think 16, right? When I was, when I was, <laughs> When I was parading around the, unfortunately, the wrong way, it was like 690, which is like super freaking high, right? So most cis women, most women um, that were assigned female at birth, they have a testosterone level between 24 and 50. Mine's even lower. When they removed it, the cancer over three months started to disappear and it went away. And then the hematologist oncologist came back to me and said, you know, the causality behind your polycythemia was caused by testosterone because you seem to have some genetic, genetic anomalies happening here. And they were not coinciding with each other, which was causing mutations. And so very fascinating. In fact, yeah, and have yeah, you, heard, have you heard I've other cases heard like this? Yes, I have. I've I heard have. a case. I've heard a case of something like this. I knew somebody, not personally, she had, well, she, she was born, um, she was, she was born a man. She was and, male. No one's born a man. <laughs> male. <laughs> uh, but I know men that aren't men. <laughs> she, she developed a, a rare, um, blood disease. Mm-hmm. She was, she told me she was sick until about 18 or 19 when she started to transition. Yeah. And it just, as she was transitioning, it went away. It just, yeah. it started dissipating and it was like, she, she kind of joked with me. She was like, it's kind of God saying, get the hell out of that body. <laughs> so that's the only case I've heard of, but you've probably heard of other cases besides. Yes, besides and yours. it's because all I do is I study, I, I read and I read and I read. I can have conversations on just about any topic you guys like randomly pick. And I'm not saying that to, to be arrogant or smart or anything, but I seriously can have a conversation, an academic conversation about just about any topic because 
I spent most of my life inside of books because it was the only place that I could, I could find some sort of escape from, from the hell that I was living. And yeah. I've, I've read so much on different topics from the cosmos to biology, to, to quantum mechanics, to you name it. Um, you know, I've, I've probably read something about it and, you know, regarding the, that whole paradigm, you know, with, with the spectrum of, of who we are, you know, we, we like to, we like to profile people because of the way they look. If let's take the person from Jeopardy, remember her? And she, she won what? $1.2 million, right? Her name is escaping me right now. Oh my God. Do you remember her name? No. Doesn't matter. We know that she was just on Jeopardy, right? But if you went to the comment sections of all the news threads, it was just so disgusting what these people were saying about her and about her humanity. And what they were doing is the following. They saw, because they're their little brains, um, they saw a human being that had to go through the wrong puberty the first time. So they went through, they went through puberty and testosterone causes massive destruction. If, if you're a woman and you go through puberty with testosterone, you're in big, you're in big friggin' trouble, right? Because it changes your bone structure, your muscle mass, hair starts growing out of every goddamn orifice that you have. Your voice changes very deep. You get very aggressive, very sexually active, all sorts of things that happen that to someone like me that are incredibly toxic. Some guys um, that I met in my life were, were, were always picking on me because I would cry because I'd see my girlfriends developing the way I was supposed to. And it would just destroy me. It would absolutely destroy me. And what they're seeing is a person that had to go through puberty the wrong way, much like I did. So what they do is they judge a book on its cover because we're innately, we're, we evolved based on, you know, there's a saber tooth tiger in front of me right now. Holy fuck. Do I take my spear and stab it or do I run away? So is that going to be my dinner or am I going to be its dinner? So we're very adept at profiling things very quickly. So we can identify a male or, or what's called what we think is a male feature or a female feature within, within four milliseconds. So what they do is they make a quick determination based on that. And we've inaccurately done it with genitals as, as well. If you have a penis, you're a boy. If you have a vagina, you're a girl. Well, that's not really true because there are intersex people, people that are born with both sets of genitalia or varying degrees of each sets of genitalia. In fact, a lot of people say, well, no, that's Klopfinger's syndrome. Well, no, you know, the XXY phenomenon that we know about, there's also people that are XY that are that's a that that means male according to some people that didn't read the new science um that are born with a uterus there are there are xx that is a woman that have a reproductive tract that's male they have a prostate and testes so it, it's not just that one syndrome that they used to think that creates someone that's intersex intersex is huge um, approximately one point, I think it's one point seven percent of the American population is intersex. 
That's about 5.6 million people, by the way, because there's 330 yeah. million people. Yeah. That is a trans, lot of people. Trans yeah. people were about 1.5, which is just over 4.8 million people that are trans, right? Now, there's a margin of error, 3% margin of error, error within that number itself, right? Not, not, not part of the 1.4%, but there are people out there, the vast majority of people that are trans, because we also have to deal with TERFs, trans exclusionary radical feminists. They're, they're, they're like the, they're the most vile creatures on the planet, as far as I'm concerned. They, they think that we are men trying to dress up to steal the equality for women. It's, it's crazy shit when you think about it. Um, and so you know, there's all these groups of people that you have to deal with that have these crazy ideologies about this stuff. And, you know, none of it, none of it is real. Uh, And, but yet here we are in front of you, we are real, you know, does, you know, does a little child that doesn't have a left arm get surgery to have the left arm? Sure. They've created a prosthetic arm for that person. For me, you know, not everybody, not everybody needs to go through transition when let's let's be correct about this if you're trans you don't have to transition to be trans if you if you are trans you can be a woman but you could still have a penis or you could be a man and still have a vagina that seems odd to many people because it's all new stuff to them sort of like learning that there's actually very, very large objects now that have been found in the Kuiper belt. Just like it's it's very fascinating and almost unimaginable that we've found over 6,000 different exoplanets already with, with different satellites that we, we once thought we were it. So, I mean, we're learning new stuff every day. People have to try to catch up and remember that we don't know very much about the human experience, but we think we do, you know? Right. So, Yeah. That's that, that's much of the the problem of our society, anyways. Is that uh, we think we know, and we're not ready to uh, to truly be open minded enough to to be accepting. Like we we if we take religion for example, one teaching is the uh, having acceptance, having tolerance. Right. But uh, you know there isn't a lot of tolerance from some of these uh, from some of these groups for what you're describing. It's uh, really mind blowing. Some of the, the some of the facts and the stats that you're throwing out is um, is really alarmingly. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, the numbers are quite high. So five million uh, people are either what um, exists now that have some kind of mixture of uh, of these um, genitalia of, of the mm-hmm. different genitalia. I mean, um, I imagine there's probably some something that could be done. Um, for these uh, for these individuals, if they wanted it, so that well, here's be sur- the problem: sur- surgical or something. Yeah, but now here's the rat's nest, right? There, historically, doctors would let the parents say, you know, you, what do you want, a boy or a girl? A boy, okay, boom, it's a boy, and they would create a, a surgery for this person without the consent of the of the infant. And one could say, well, why would you get the consent of the infant? Because you know, these people are jackasses. They don't understand. The only human being on the planet that knows who you are is you. So let that child, let that child get to the point of articulation. 
the age of articulation, which I already outlined from three to three to eight, sometimes three to nine, let them get there. And then once they're there, you can do the surgery. Just like right now, there's going to be upwards of 27 disgusting states that are going to try to outlaw and make it into a felony where you'll even arrest the physician to provide trans affirmative care for children. And that's disgusting because people don't understand that it's actually the children where I used to be, where the problem actually exists. Because if you don't cure this as a child, you go through the rest of your natural life, step-by-step methodically trying to get yourself at least a little bit more congruent to where you should have been. Because if you don't go through puberty the wrong way and get put on puberty blockers, which have been around since 1981, by the way, but now everybody's hearing about it. So they're losing their shit because they think it's new. It's not new. And, and they're creating laws in these ridiculous states and it's the usual suspects, right? And Florida, Tennessee, um, Missouri, Oklahoma, North Carolina, South Carolina, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia. I can name these off the top of my head. They're, they're, they're just all unbelievable with, with, and they're using, believe it or not, biblical scripture to try to outline the rule of law in our land. And that's not supposed to happen in the United States of America. So, yeah. so the scary thing is that if you don't provide these children with trans affirmative care and give them puberty blockers, which is not a hormone, it does not change their bodies. And no, we do not give little children trans surgery. We don't let them transition that way. When we say a little child has transitioned, it's called a social transition. We allow them to go to school to present as the way they feel comfortable. Because I was very young, I would have much preferred to gone to school dressed like my sister than, than, than me, because I would much have preferred to play with the little girls instead of the little boys. 99% of the little girls in that school, they don't want to play with the boys. And 99% of the boys found girls icky <laughs> at that age, right? <laughs> I wanted to play with the girls because I was one. I, I wasn't a little boy. I was a little girl. And I, unfortunately, I was born with an anomaly that made me incongruent. And it, and it really rattled my cage and it ruined everything. And people don't want to see that. So, you yeah. know, if we allow if we allow this to continue, we're going to have more and more generations where people can make that judgment, that profile to become more and more discriminative against us because they're going to see that the bone density and, and structure of the face changed or or or, or whatever, like with the Olympic committee and with the NCAA and with the swimmer and all these different things that are happening around the world that people are having these big cow fights over, you know, the reality is, is when you get on hormones and you get all in, you know, like, let's just take, let's just take trans women for right now in sports, you know, the vast majority of them, there have been rules for 12 years in the NCAA that govern trans women in sports. And guess what? Up until this year, there's not been one goddamn problem. But all of a sudden, Tucker Carlson and all the rest of them started making a big hoo-ha shit over this. And now we have what? I think we can count six of them now that are in the spotlight. Six different athletes that are in the spotlight that are supposedly dominating, right? Here's a news flash. There's tens of thousands 
let me say it again, tens of thousands of trans women in college collegiate sports, and they are losing against their, against their counterparts. So think about that for a minute. There's tens of thousands of trans athletes losing. And the bicyclist, one of those six people, let's not talk about the swimmer because that's controversial even to me. All right. But let's talk about the bicyclist that last year everybody lost their shit over. They talked about that race that she set a record, but they did not talk about the 93 other races that she lost. They talked about the one that she won. Tell me this isn't politically motivated. And it's all because I don't know what the fragility is of our society and in this male dominated culture. No offense, guys, but there's there's just something no, going no on where, taken. where where for some reason and they do it to the, the girls, too, because look at the bathroom debate. Look at the mythology they created. Oh, trans women want to go into the bathroom so they can look under the stalls and see the vagina of another woman or of a woman. They don't even think that we're women. And to that, I, I, I say that's absolutely false because the only times there's ever been a violation like that, there's been five in the UK, but they were turned out not to be trans women and actually mentally ill. If you look at trans women, we are being followed into the bathroom by cis people, CIS people, and they look under our stalls to see if we have a penis or not. Who's being violated here? That's crazy. Yeah, you know? it is. And, and I feel a lot more comfortable. One of the reasons I transitioned completely was so I didn't have to deal with that horse shit anymore. You know, because I remember I went to Disney two years ago and I'll wrap it up. I went to Disney and me and, and one of my friends, we needed to go to the, the women's room. So we went to the women's room and it was really hot that day. And then we went again and again and again. And then six o'clock evening came and at six o'clock in the evening, we said, let's go before we get in the car so we don't have to stop on the road. So we go into the women's room and wait on that 45 minute line. We get in, we do our business. And as I'm fixing my hair and getting ready to leave, I start walking out before her. And this pretentious blonde 38 year old woman with her daughter standing in front of her looks at me with daggers in her eyes. And she goes, and now keep in mind, she's standing in line and there have to be about 60 other women in line because it's Disney. There's 60 other people, women waiting in that line. And she yells at the top of her lungs. Oh my God, totally wrong bathroom. Jesus Christ. At that moment, everyone, I was mortified. Everyone was looking at me. Everyone in the building was looking at me. And at that very moment, I had two choices. I could, I could tear her shit up real quick by educating her, or I could just turn it around. And here's what I did. I put my hands to my mouth. I go, Oh my God, you must be so embarrassed. Oh, I saw the men's room on the opposite side of this building. I can take you there. If you need to, you must be so embarrassed. Come on. At that point, the girl behind her snuck her hands up, sort of like a, a Simpsons movie, going like this. And she says, best comeback ever, right? The 13-year-old daughter was mortified at her mom. And the entire line of people going back, which I was now mortified of, started applauding for me. And I walked out of that bathroom and they said, you look beautiful and fuck her and blah, blah, blah. And, 
and you know, wow, you handled that so gracefully and blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, for people like me, you know, I was still in the beginning of transition at that point. You know, I have since years, you know, it's years now I've had all of, all of the different surgery and all that sort of stuff that I had to go through for me, not everybody needs to get surgery. I felt a very strong need to get surgery. Um, so yeah, that's, that's part of it. And we've only touched the you know tip of the spear here today. Yeah. My God. <laughs> I, I, this is, um, I have to say, I mean, this has absolutely been incredible and this is, this is why we're doing this. This is why I do podcasting. The reason why me and Mike do this is there needs to be more truth out there. There needs to be where people can talk about their stories and let all the, the bullshit just go back in the trash can where it belongs. So, mm-hmm. Amber, it's been an absolute pleasure and a blast to have you on. Uh, we're going to put all of your stuff in the descriptions. So everybody can find you. But uh, also your book. I don't know if you sent me a link for your book. You can um, find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble, wherever it's called hiding from myself. And uh, it's, it's on sale on Amazon right now too, for the next month because of Valentine's day. So amazing. Yeah. So, All right. yeah, it's been my pleasure to, to both of you. It was nice to meet both of you. Nice to here. Thank you. All right. You take care. All right, guys, we have reached that time in our podcast. This has been great. It has been fun, and we got lost in the groove. So stay tuned. Every Tuesday, be sure to check out a new episode of Lost in the Groove. It premieres about 2 a.m. in the morning, and our other channels, Sham Bam with Mike and Dave, which is our Patreon podcast, and our extra special, The Shindig Variety Show. Podcast. Links will be down in the description box so you can vote for what topic we cover next season. And what other kind of content or new ideas and stuff we have to offer. Thank you guys so much for watching. Catch you guys in the next one.